Welcome to Real Talk with Rebecca. This is your host, Rebecca Mapston. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's time to get real. Let's dive into real issues that are affecting our personal world. Find real solutions with real results so we can live an authentic life full of purpose and joy. I'm so glad you joined me as we talk about areas of faith, family, fitness, finances, and so much more. We will learn to grow together, communicate, and express ourselves in a real and lasting way. So welcome to Real Talk. Let's get to it. Wow, it's been a minute since my first podcast, and I'm excited to announce you can now find Real Talk with Rebecca on several platforms, uh, Apple, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and of course here on Anchor. Be sure to share it with your friends, and thank you in advance for listening and supporting uh, this podcast. And also want to say thank you to our sponsor, Four Living Royal Ministries, an arm of Four International. Good morning. I'm so excited to share with you all today. Uh, I hope wherever you are and whatever you are doing, today will uh, be brought to you in love, grace, and understanding for one another. That is my heart because it is about to get real. So here we go. Okay, I named this podcast, I Don't See Color and I'm Colorblind, a white girl's canvas. Because why? I'm a white girl. Uh, And we are living in some very momentous times. I mean, when we get to the heart of what is happening, I think the word that comes to mind for me the most and the message I hear is we all desire equality. And really, isn't that part of what it means in the general welfare mentioned in the Constitution of the United States? Let's first take a look at the preamble of the United States Constitution. It reads, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. Okay, now let's look at promote the general welfare. When I dove into that a little bit and found um, a, you know, ways in how we could divulge and describe what that really means, promote the general welfare, this is what I found, and I think it's pretty um, spot on. It says, ultimately, general welfare is about caring for other people's well-being. It's about consideration. It's about sympathy, sometimes empathy and understanding. It's about caring for other people. When we promote the aforementioned, we set out to motivate other people to make a positive difference in the world. Why am I starting with this? I will tell you why. Because I believe this is true. I believe that no matter who you are, if you're a citizen of the United States of America, you have these equal and inalienable—I never can say the word—inalienable rights uh, granted to you under the U.S. Constitution, regardless of the culture you were born into, um, the economic area that you were born into, part of the country you were born into, color of your skin, all of it. You have these rights granted to you under the U.S. Constitution. So now that we've established that, I want to talk about the topic. We are seeing our country in a very fragile and fractured state because black Americans have raised their voice and in a unified message said that we want to get rid of the lack of equality and racism that they feel is still plaguing our country. Honestly, I can't disagree with them in part. I mean, as a faith-filled Jesus follower, believe you me, I see how far we have come, but I still see how far we have to go. However, for me, I think the answer isn't as complicated as one might think. I could cover a vast amount of subtopics on this topic, but that would take way more than one episode. So I want to dive into a white girl's canvas, me, a white girl, and hopefully shed some light on something that I keep hearing over and over and over again. 
from my perspective. Now, again, this is my perspective, my opinions. This doesn't, uh, I'm not saying this is the opinions of everyone, but I just wanted to share my perspective on it because I think it's important that we see several different perspectives. It's the statement, I don't see color, I am colorblind. Now, let's be honest, many of us have said this. I know I have several times in my life. Why? Have you ever asked yourself why? Have you ever uh, made this statement, whether it is in conversation or in thought in your mind? Why? Here is where the white girl canvas plays into this podcast. See, I was raised in a Western country American family. I've got divorced parents. I've got brothers and sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles. Most people would say it was a typical family, and it was. My parents, I believe, were raised by parents who were multicultural and from all over the European countries. I mean, I have Portuguese, Bohemian, Canadian, uh, several different European countries, etc. So although my pigment is white, my culture is vast. I'm sure that the generations before me were raised in somewhat of a biased culture and saw many things in the years that they were here as they were immigrants who came over the Oregon Trail and settled on the western side of the United States. And I say this because I never was told or taught racism. I'm sure there were some biased in every generation, but it was few and far between in my family, and really it was never pushed onto me. I was always told to be friends with everyone. It didn't matter what they look like, that you don't judge someone by the color of their skin, you judge them by their character. And for us in the Western world, character is kind of like a code of the West. It's based upon your work ethic, uh, your honesty, your integrity, and just your overall character. And that really told the type of person that you were. So, you know, we welcome many people to our homes over the years. So in my mind, people were just that, they were people. And I think it's fair to say that many like me grew up that way with the same mindset. Now, speed forward to my adult years, and as we've grown up and the family has gone their different directions, you know, I've married, my brother's married, uh, my sister, she married, she married a black man. And she and my brother-in-law um, have shared children, and um, I have an interracial family. And I might say I love them all very much. And I have friends and, and um, people all over the United States of different races, etc. But a few years ago, I did have a conversation with some of my friends, a couple of them. One was a friend of mine. She was a white woman and she was dating a friend of mine who's a black man. And the conversation was really interesting and I wanted to share it. And, and you'll see why by the time that this podcast is over. Uh, it was a few years ago, but we were discussing diversity and race police relationships because that was kind of the area of expertise that he works in. He had asked me, what do you see when you look at me? Well, my response was, I see a man in his 50s with a heart for God. And then I added, and I don't see color. And he said, then you don't see me. That took me back. I was actually quite offended, to be honest with you, and it stuck with me years later. Um, it stuck with me because I had the thought, why did I say that? Why? Why, does it, why, did, why did he say that? Why did we both say that? Why does it have to go to the topic of it being about him being black? If we were brothers and sisters, what does it matter what color skin he has or I have? I never once thought it would offend him by me saying, I don't see color or I'm colorblind. Why? Because I've always been taught and had the thought, it was a signal to me when I say that, that we are all the same, equal in the eyes of God, and I will never be someone who judges someone based on their ethnicity or the color of their skin. But to him, it was a sign that I didn't see him for him. It wasn't authentic. And to me, perspective is an interesting thing. Now, move forward to today. 
I've been hearing the same thing brought up over and over and over again, except the misinterpretation of it is, think about what underlying racism you were raised with to think you need to say that. Could it be you're saying it out of fear of being looked at as racist? I think as a white girl, if we are to use our voices for conversation in a racially divided era, then this is one area that we need to be having a discussion on. First, I think the statement is not always meant the way it is used, and I believe people of color misunderstand this, and I think white people like me misunderstand that we have no idea how this statement is perceived by people of color. This is the real issue we need to discuss, and I am of the firm belief no one can give offense, one can only take offense, and I think this is happening way too frequently. So, I wanna know, who has been in the same position as I have? Have you? I hope this can serve as a catalyst to dispel the miscommunication, bridge the divide, and maybe bring some unity through this discussion. See, I'll be honest, I still am of the firm belief that racism against racism does not cure racism, bullying and hate does not cure racism, education does not cure racism, rioting does not cure racism. Communication to me is key. I believe that what we see manifesting is an emotional response to the anger and anger is an indicator something is wrong. I learned that a long time ago. And that something is the desire for equality and justice. I believe racism is a heart condition and the only cure for the human heart is Jesus. He is the cure for equality. He is a vaccine. He is the antidote. Jesus is the answer, period, end of story. Now, I think for me, after digressing into my own belief and asking myself, why I have in the past said I don't see color or I am colorblind is not out of fear, but maybe it was out of not knowing the perception that statement had. Because for me, it was saying we're diverse, we're not the same culture, but we are the same in the eyes of Christ. And guess what? We all bleed the same. That is the heart, I believe, of most white people who have coined this term. I think it's important that we have the conversation rather than asking why, what racist beliefs do you have that cause you to say that, we need to open up our dialogue and try inserting words or phrases like, so what you're saying is, or like my friend said, so you don't see me. Or maybe try rephrasing what you heard so the person who said it knows how it was perceived. For example, what you're saying is we are all equal regardless of our color. And help those who maybe like me didn't know it was offensive explain what it means when you hear it. Here's the deal. I listened to a pastor break it down and he was so spot on. He said, we outside of Christ have always had equality issues, power issues, Jews and Greek, men and women, slave and free. However, in the Bible, our instruction manual in the book of Galatians, it's uh, chapter three and it starts in verse 23 and I'll read it in just a minute. It says, God shows us what his equality plan looks like. His equality plan, excuse me, his equality plan is being in Christ. It is his son. It is freedom from the law, and so many are missing the beauty of this lesson. So let's read Galatians chapter 3, verse 23 through 26. It says, Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, Christ, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. 
If ye belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We all are heirs. It's such good news. Jesus is the answer. And unfortunately, we live in a generation ruled by emotions rather than by wisdom, knowledge, grace, and love of the love of God. We as Christ followers are to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. We're commanded of it. We are called to intercede and we are called to be reconciled to one another. We are called to be unified and that starts, in my humble opinion, with honest conversation. So this white girl who has a white girl canvas because that's what my perception stems from has learned I do not need to say I don't see color in order to say that I will never judge someone by the ethnicity of their, of, that they come from or the color of their skin. I just need to love people. And people of color do not need to assume that there's some underlying racial bias if someone does by default say it. In love, let's choose to talk it out. I know I will choose to acknowledge you as you are, whether you're as white as white can be like me, brown like my Hispanic children, black like my brother-in-law, nieces and nephews, and love each other just as we are. Be authentic. See, we each have a canvas and God paints a beautiful tapestry of all colors on each of them to bring together his children and build his kingdom. Real issues need real conversation and safety to express how we can grow together, not individually or not one or the other needing it more, but as needing it equally to grow into a beautiful, diverse, accepting culture that God truly is and desires for us to have. We are one body, one baptism, one faith. We are one. It is my prayer that this podcast today was able to cause you to reflect based upon the canvas God has given you to create your own tapestry in your area of the world that shines his love, his forgiveness, his grace, and his eternal plan for all of us, his kids. God bless you, and we'll meet here again for Real Talk with Rebecca.